This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingleton. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Oh, yeah. Episode 183 is back. The Clay Young Show. Fresh in the middle of the holiday season with Christmas being on the way. We can officially now. Enjoy Christmas and Christmas music and not listen to Christmas music as it has been happening since Halloween, which is kind of weird. I'm excited about it. The weather here has been pretty good. It's not as hot. And when it is chilly, it's not too chilly. Hey, it's not like being up in Washington or in New York somewhere or Minnesota with four and five feet of snow down here. It's not so bad. You guys doing well? You know, as we sit to record this week's show, there is a big football game tonight between the Saints and the Cowboys. And a lot of people are talking about the Saints losing that game. I think the smart money is probably on the Saints stumping a mud hole in Dallas and walking it dry. But who knows? By the time you hear this, the outcome may have already been decided and we'll know what's what. But I think that team is really looking like they could win a championship this year. I saw them up close and personal, and I'm telling you, they are a machine. And this is coming from a 49er fan, so just imagine that. Oh, let's see. We were on that holiday hiatus for Thanksgiving and back again. And this one will be a quick one because we're going to be talking to Adam Knapp, who is with the Baton Rouge area chamber, about this Move Baton Rouge or Move BR uh, tax that's going to be on the ballot coming up here in a few days in Baton Rouge. And so if you're Listening from another part of the country, it's, hey, it's intriguing just hearing about how some of this government stuff works. But it's a road tax proposal that is looking to raise around a billion dollars. And they've got about 70 projects for Baton Rouge's capital or Louisiana's capital region. And uh, this is all going to be generated by a half cent sales tax increase. And it'll go through 2049. And Adam is going to come on and talk with us about it because he runs the chamber. I'd like his perspective. And Adam's going to call it like it is. And his his business is making sure making sure business in the city is happy. And one of the ways that you can make certain that businesses are happy is by helping them get customers. And an easy way to get them customers is to have a way for them to get to you quickly and efficiently on the roads. And if you know anything about Baton Rouge, Traffic and deficiency are not necessarily ever words that people would put together. But this thing is going to have an uphill climb, and we'll talk about why that is with Adam. Hey, listen, as we say it uh, on every episode, if you see us posted on social media about a show, please like and share on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Get the word out about what we are doing here. We have, I got a meeting with the ladies from the waiting room coming up here about the next series of shows that they've got coming. And we have the ink is drying on a deal for a new show that's going to be joining podcast225.com. And then as as we're sitting and talking today, I just got some correspondence from someone who wants to do another show here as well. So I'm excited about what's in the future for us. And hey, this is episode 183. So 200 is on the way. And I'm looking forward to that. Got big plans for that episode. You know Jay Darden's probably going to be back because he was the first guest and the 50th guest and the 
hundredth guest and the 150th guest. And I think we'll keep this every 50 show thing going for him. Of course, that is unless something happens vis-a-vis state government and we need to get him in here sooner. But it's been a fun ride. I'm glad you guys have been with me on it. And we've had some fun with some great guests, some controversial guests like Richard Condon, and really some informative guests. I I spoke with uh, Tom Lang. We exchanged correspondence. Tom Lang was, as you know, one of the lead investigators in the O.J. Simpson trial. And we did three shows throughout the way. And we're coming up now on, believe it or not, the, was it 20th? No, it's not the it's not the twentieth. Twenty five years, heck yeah, twenty five year anniversary of that crime in California, the O.J. Simpson murder trial, and all the subsequent drama that came out of that. That's crazy, just thinking about that. But he's going to be on the show sometime in the coming weeks to chat with us about that. So excited about all that we have in store for you. And again, thanks for being there with us. So let's take a quick break and come back and talk with Adam Knapp about Move BR. That's next on The Clay Young Show. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick. And I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get the Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money. That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Back with Adam Knapp, who is the CEO of the Baton Rouge Area Chamber. And as you heard me talk about in the open, the chamber really has the great responsibility of making sure that business is good in Baton Rouge. It's a lot of pressure to put on one guy, but Adam is is a brilliant guy and he he works really hard. Adam, what's up, brother? Happy holidays to you. Far too generous. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and to all your listeners. So Move BR obviously is going to be up on the ballot uh, less than two weeks from now as you and I sit and record this interview. And it is a massive proposal that is with 70, nearly 70 projects in it. It's going to raise around a billion dollars with a half cent sales tax increase. And the mayor has said that this is really about Baton Rouge for the next 20, 30, 40 years and the impact we want to have on business here and the legacy we want to leave to our children. So what is your top of mind uh, view of this tax proposal and why we need to do it? 
Um, good question. So let me set the context for this. We, we survey the business community every year and ask uh, in an end-of-the-year survey, what's the top obstacle for doing business in the Baton Rouge area? That includes, we ask about everything from tax policy to regulatory policy to public schools to crime. Number one for six or seven years running has been transportation and traffic congestion. So in the context of what's Baton Rouge's biggest problem from a business community standpoint, traffic is it. Um, universally, small businesses, mid-sized businesses, large manufacturers, they all, uh, they'll all tell you that. And it's either about their people not being uh, able to get easily to and from work um, you know, or across the metro area to jobs that it kind of affects their ability to uh, recruit people uh, or those with large, um, you know, fleets of vehicles for uh, their employees that it becomes incredibly painful for for those businesses to get things across the economy, uh, across the parishes, within the parishes. That's why you continue to see it. Um, Because East Baton Rouge Parish is where most commerce is happening, and even in the region, all commerce at some point is going to cross through East Baton Rouge's roadways. So goes East Baton Rouge's roadways, so goes the whole transportation grid, right? So we have, for four years now at BRAC, been really intensely focused on transportation solutions and cutting through the BS to try to find those key things necessary to solve traffic. So let me kind of use that context to say we created a coalition of five parish business leaders called Crisis. BRAC's staff have been deeply involved in legislative and local advocacy. And our, our PAC, our political action committee, uh, is involved in uh, endorsing candidates based on their positions on traffic policy and transportation policy. And this has been an overarching theme of our work for four years now. And we have uh, we have seen the need for massive additional investments to solve these problems. Baton Rouge as a region, just to give you the context, we are 13th worst in the nation on traffic uh, without regard to any kind of uh, you know, population side. That's not among small or mid-sized cities. That's cities as big as Houston and Dallas and, and Austin and New York. We're 13th worst. There's no other city Baton Rouge's size in the top 15. They're all a million or two million plus in population. We have 800,000 in population and we're 13th worst in the nation. It's embarrassing. Yep. And it is a real obstacle to job creation. So that's the context for it, Clay, of why we care. The interesting thing is, it is not, we all assume, oh, it's the interstates are clogged. It's not. I mean, everything on the arterial grid system in East Baton Rouge is clogged. Major corridors across the community in East Baton Rouge are clogged. And so we see that while Greenlight, the Greenlight program that Kip Holden did a number of years ago, began solving some of these really horrible problems on our grid system, there is so much more that hasn't been done. In the mayor's race, when Mayor Broom was running and Bodie White was running, we aggressively pushed the issue to both candidates' campaigns. What are you going to do in East Baton Rouge Parish to solve traffic? We have been hammering with our uh, our Metro Council uh, and Mayor President Broom since her election that they have to do something in East Baton Rouge on traffic. And so we are 
happy to see that they finally have proposed a solution. Uh, and that solution actually contains objective data-driven projects that we know but based on years and years of damn studies that say there are very clear projects that have to be done to start solving congestion in East Baton Rouge Parish, and they are on this list. You know, this is uh, this is one of those interesting scenarios where any opposition to move BR and, and the tax plan is largely about things that don't have anything to do with the proposal, but things that may have happened before. And I, and I referenced to you before we we started uh, recording that, you know, because of the sales tax increase and then the aftermath of the flood that people have been dealing with, those things are hanging over the heads of people who say they may not support it. Not that they won't, but it's like, I don't know that I got any more in me to give to taxes. So what's what's your response to that logic? So it's it's a great problem. We started with the question, can they solve these problems without additional tax revenue? Um, And in looking at the city parishes finances, what we observe is in the capital infrastructure budgets of the parish, they are uh, only really building major infrastructure, uh, you know, major road projects when they have things like the original green light program. Uh, outside of the major green light program, they have relatively limited money that they have allocated or the resources to allocate toward uh, toward transportation needs. Uh, and so when we came to the question, uh, is there a way to go and solve these problems, what we observed is um, move BR, like the first green light proposal that Kip Holden passed, um, is the only way to get major projects accomplished in East Baton Rouge Parish. Then the question is, is which source is the least damaging to business and, and most uh, uh, acceptable to business when you ask broadly, um, you know, of all the possible ways to pay for infrastructure, which would you prefer? So when we ask the business community that question, uh, they overarchingly respond, well, if you have to propose anything, propose a temporary uh, tax that's 100% dedicated to construction and, uh, and not salaries of government officials and the demanding that the project list be very specific and it can only go to those things that are named. And overarchingly to the source of funds, they vastly prefer the sales tax to uh, fees or property taxes or they have a very limited number of things they could even theoretically propose. So when you ask them, they vastly prefer the sales tax in the business community because everybody is a part of paying it. Um, it is something that every resident, uh, regardless of, of, uh, of what their status is, their status of owning assets is, they're all paying it. Uh, and visitors pay it. Uh, 20% of this is going to be carried by people not living in East Baton Rouge Parish are going to be paying for this uh, infrastructure on, this, on, the, on the use of the sales tax. So based upon those, that was where this came from. After uh, kind of testing this, both kind of business evaluations and surveys and polls, that was what came up the most um, was, uh, well, if you're going to put something to the voters, uh, property tax was the last one that they tried that was not attractive when yeah. the Metro Council proposed that. Sales tax uh, is at least 
uh, a, a, a you know the the least attractive uh, uh, you know, it's, it's an unattractive option to have any tax. Uh, it's the most attractive and the least attractive options if you want to think of it that way. So you mentioned green light, which is set to expire in at in twenty thirty. And Greenlight was more of a pay-as-you-go kind of proposal. Once the revenue was generated, they were able to get to different sections of the list of projects on it. This one, as we said earlier, goes to about 2049. And it's, it's everything that people have talked about as it relates to infrastructure in Baton Rouge. And there are there's a cross-section of people, Adam, who have come forward to support this, conservatives, uh, liberals, Republicans, Democrats, business people, lay people who all say it's time to do this. But what about the timing of it because of this mental health facility uh, millage that's on the ballot on that day as well? How does that impact this? Well, let me kind of break that into a few different questions. That's a, that last question is, a, is, a, is a, an additional conversation I want to kind of come back to. But let me first okay. talk about uh, the pay-as-you-go question, okay. right? Um, $900 million of public sources for projects, uh, $1.1 billion of projects when you pull in federal funds and other sources that will be used to leverage these projects. Um, what we saw and, and we advocated for was uh, modest, you know, modest project activity doesn't necessarily move the needle and we'll be back again asking for other projects, you know, in a relatively short time frame that you didn't get done. Um, the need is so great for so many projects. Is there a way to uh, kind of try to find a way to get all of the projects or damn near all of the projects on a list and then let the voters tell us how they respond to um, kind of seeing all of these possible projects be considered? Um, the idea of bonding out the revenue stream rather than pay as you go uh, comes with an expense, right? So you, you lose some uh, efficiency of capital uh, because you're going to bring it forward and pay a discount to b- borrow against your source. However, we'd be waiting 30 some odd years to see all these projects get built in, in a pay as you go model. And it's just too slow to see results when when we're the 13th worst in the nation and so the consideration that we had was uh was recommending that they do as much as they can to build as quickly as they can without making all of our lives miserable during the construction process but trying to bring forward through bonding uh as much of the construction that can happen uh in a sooner time frame i think we'd love to see most of these projects built finished in a decade. I think they're not going to tell you that's their, that they're you know reasonably something they can do. But we'd love to see them advance as much of this as they can uh, within the next decade, given how difficult things are on, on, from a traffic perspective. So that's one of the reasons we were advocating for kind of a, a bonding model. Um, I think there'll be a lot of deliberation on how to do that. You know, once uh, kind of we know what the voters think about this whole thing. Um, but, uh, but speed and urgency, uh, it, it seems vastly more important given how, how, uh, significantly difficult things are, uh, in Baton Rouge. Um, let me go to the second question of the election and the timing of having a mental health proposal, uh, proposed by the Metro Council, uh-huh. uh, at the same time as, uh, as this, it's not ideal. It was not our, 
our hope that that would happen this way. We were uh, interested in seeing uh, just move BR on the ballot, given that's BRAC's policy goal, right? I, yeah. I can't speak for uh, other policy goals. I think the, the, the mental health situation in Baton Rouge is a dire thing. It is. Uh, it is just not a policy area BRAC works significantly on compared sure. to traffic. Right. Um, what we observed uh, in trying to push this behind the scenes months ago as they were trying to figure out if they we're going to have mental health on the ballot or we're not going to have it on the ballot um, is if they had any alternatives, I think the Metro council would have pursued that alternative. Uh, I think they are. See the connection Define, what, when the you say, when you say an, another alternative, what do you mean? We were pushing and encouraging if there's a way to do this in the general fund of the parish um, uh, or through private sector philanthropic means to get this going, uh, on the mental health side, my gosh, please, please do everything you can to try to, to try to do so. And uh, as far as we uh, observed, they, uh, they were not able to negotiate or find any way to get the mental health um, funding necessary that that they could have avoided uh, proposing the, the tax election. As an, and I'm observing this from the Metro Council, that that would have been our our hope is that they would have done everything they could to find some other way other than a a property tax on this ballot uh, to go forward. And the Metro Council chose to go that direction. Um, I'm not here to talk about the mental health piece. I'm going to advocate. Oh, sure. No, no. Important item from our perspective, right. the, the move to our election. Yeah. Uh, but, but the mental health piece uh, for those uh, who have any awareness of it is a dire and, and critical problem in the community. And it has significant effect on our prison population mm-hmm. and on our uh, and on our crime uh, situation. Yep. I think one of the things that you'll you'll know from your own experiences is there's probably a net savings uh, for the parish coffers when folks are able to be diverted from the prison system. We pay an enormous amount, uh, you know, incarcerating folks with mental health problems rather than putting them into That's mental right. health treatment facilities. That's right. And and that savings can't be calculated at this time. And so I think the the proponents of the mental health you know, proposal have have confidence, and I think the Metro Council does, that a substantial amount of this will probably pay for itself. But that's that's not your question. So it's the question of the timing, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it being a property tax may make that one uh, a little harder for some voters to swallow. You know, uh, Dwight Hudson, as you know, is 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 a you know, conservative guy. sits on the Metro Council, and he isn't sure that this is the the best the best way to go about it. There was an Advocate article recently where he was quoted as saying, "We haven't done enough with the money the taxpayers have already given." Uh, to the city government, and he's talking about uh, special revenue funds from existing taxes. So his his approach, if I'm understanding him correctly, is why don't we just take a, we start with a chunk of these and pay for them with revenues that we already have. And on what you'll see, and and I appreciate that perspective, but what you'll see is there is no, I mean, there is no evidence that this city parish is going to be able, let's just take a single one of the 60 projects on this list. Uh, Airline Highway, which is a fundamental traffic flow problem yeah. uh, in, the, in the community, there is no way that the parish is going to find the amount of money necessary uh, to address Airline Highway, which has $95 million on two line items in this project list. There is no way they are going to be able to find 
the resources for that. That's the total cost. In the parish uh, tax proposal, they are using uh, $47 million to leverage up to $91 million. We don't see them ever find $47 million for a single transportation project. They at most are going to find 2 and $3 and $4 million chunks and do some of the least impactful projects. If you want to solve traffic, you've got to make some massive investments to deal with the most expensive quarters. Lee, you know, Lee on Airline, on Nicholson, on Hooper, these are all extremely expensive projects, but they're the ones that have the most beneficial traffic impact. And our goal is to solve traffic, not to half-ass it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's it's so interesting, the time, uh, the timing of this. But going back to what you said earlier, if you move around in this town and you do business and I'm sure much like yourself, I'm all over Baton Rouge all day long dealing with clients and it's a pain depending on the time of the day you got to build in an extra 45 minutes just because you don't know what you're going to run into and i think that you have to get away from that reputation you and i've joked about this shreveport has three loops <laughs> three <laughs> the area <laughs> and and we can't we can't get get going on this but it, it goes all also back to trust and if the city wants people to trust that this is not going to be like other things that have happened before that we've we've reduced to the level of boondoggles you know they've got to make the case and and do you think it's more heartstrings or pocketbooks <laughs> Well, uh, what do you mean by that question? You mean, well, okay. I think that uh, when, what, when, what motivates voters? Well, yeah, because I mean, pocketbooks. Well, yeah, because in, in some the the issue of the mental health facility and people have been talking about it, and 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 clearly that's that wasn't the 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 reason that you were on here, but it's on the ballot. But people see that as such a major need, and they you, if you move around the city, you see it on the issue of the the tax proposal for the roads. I just think people are are overwhelmed or say they're overwhelmed financially with what's going on. And then this is happening. And I'm asking you to make the case that the investment now is going to benefit the individual later. Yeah. 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 So um, there's a great piece of work that uh, one of our you know, governmental agencies in looking at this uh, that does transportation planning for Baton Rouge. It's called the Capital Region Planning Commission. Um, and they they were tasked with asking the, the hard question, which is uh, how uh, how much does this 50-some-odd set of projects, like you said, almost 70 projects, how much, if fully built, does this change the commute patterns in Baton Rouge? And it's available on the, the, the website for the, the transportation proposal is www.movebr.net. Yeah. On it, you can look at the analysis that I'm going to describe. There is a great set of maps that show you the current state of traffic congestion and how far you can get in a 15-minute drive time on average from two or three different points from which they plotted that. Uh, and what's it? Then they said, if built, if fully built, here's how those traffic patterns, those drive times, will change. And we go from being able to barely get across Baton Rouge, you know, eat, you know, small areas of Baton Rouge within 15 minutes, to being able to, uh, in, in the metro area, mind you, 
be able to get across Baton Rouge in a 15-minute drive time almost twice as far. Um, and it's, it's, it's almost impossible to describe over the radio, but if, if one goes online and looks at the map, they will be uh, shocked. And these are, these are folks who are just nerds, right? They're analysts. They're just cranking numbers <laughs> out. They, they have shown the methodology of each of these 60 projects when you widen the capacity of those corridors, how much the current demand and, and flow of those arteries changes. And that's what the model then shows across all of them, what's the net effect. Um, and so if, if I'm thinking of this from a heartstrings perspective, to your point, I don't want to have to take my entire life in my car. You know, I want to be able to get to my kids' baseball games or soccer games. I want to get to church faster. I want to get home from church faster. I want to get home from work faster. That is not possible without doing some dramatic things differently as a community. Uh, and so that kind of goes to the heart of why do it in a big way and get it done. Uh, let, me, let me come back to something else you asked, Clay. We had been paying uh, when the state jacked the sales tax to close the budget hole. They increased it by the, the, state, the statewide sales tax by a penny, right? They just reduced it back last year. Um, not that that's a great argument, yeah. but one of the things to realize is we had already been paying this penny, this half penny. Um, and so we, had, if we were able to adjust our lives around an additional half cent, uh, that's, the, that's the question here is, all right, well, we, at least we aren't going above what the hell we had been paying before. <laughs> yeah. uh, and... That then goes to the question: Are you going to spend it right? Are you going to? Can I even possibly trust? Yep. That you're going to spend it right. And so, yep. the critical question for our endorsement was not the half cent quantity. It really was: Is there a very specific, defined project list, and a hundred percent of the money goes to that project list, and not to anything else? It cannot be changed. And the answer is yes. The Metro Council approved a project list that cannot cannot be altered. Only the monies that are approved can be spent, and they can only be spent on the project listed and the, and the amounts listed for those projects. So if there's anything that gives us confidence that, uh, you know, not this Metro Council, not this mayor president, not a Metro Council or not a mayor president 30 years from now, they can't change it. It is this list, and it is only this list. Well, it is it is online, as Adam mentioned a second ago. I'll say again, at movebr.net, you can see the lists and see what the game plan is. And if you've got some time, you can go through the, the presentations. And look, the clear metaphysics of, of traffic in Baton Rouge is that it's bad. And if you, if you are here and you see it, the state of it right now is bad and getting worse. And it is at some point going to be really one of the big economic factors that hurt Baton Rouge even more than we're hurting now. So right, I, I encourage people go to the website, movebr.net, make up your own mind. But there, there isn't an argument in my mind that can be made that we don't need to do something. And I just think let me, that's... Let me, let me add one thing too, Clay, that, that matters. Let me, let me kind of describe this as me as a voter and my family as a voter, voting household, thinking about uh, costs and benefits, right? I'm Gonna, it's going to cost the average household in my household like $85 a year 
$85 a year is not nothing. It's a big number. Right. But I'm going to save, according to that same modeling, you know, those analysts from the, the Capital Region Planning Commission, I'm going to save $250 a year uh, because of the, the, the less amount of driving I'm going to have to do uh, and the amount of time I'm going to sit in traffic uh, at the end of this process. So that's where, if you want to think about, it, I'm spending 85 bucks, but I'm going to save 250 dollars in gas costs and wear on my car. I can, I can, I can think through then whether that's worth it as an investment for me as a citizen. Well, there you have it. And once we get past this election day, let's let's kind of come back and do an after action conversation about where we go from there. You know, it, because if it passes, obviously, we'll see what's about to happen and we can talk through it. And if it doesn't, we, we're going to have to have a conversation about what that means for Baton Rouge next. That's right. Thank you, bud. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Clay. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. It's Manners in a Minute, presented by Manners of the Heart. Do you keep your grandmother's silver in the cat's litter box? Do you store precious family photos in the laundry hamper? I doubt it. So why do we allow our most valued treasures, our children, to be immersed in the trash of our world? Today's media contains a serious amount of garbage, explicit scenes and language during prime time, unrealistic body images in magazines, dangerous fantasies and violence in computer games. No wonder we're surrounded by disrespectful attitudes. Children are drowning in garbage. We need to be in charge of what our children see and what they hear. We need to monitor the media our children encounter. We need to step up and clean up the garbage in our culture. File complaints with the FCC over inappropriate content. You have more power to stop it than you know. Protecting your children from harmful media will help you raise children who respect others and themselves. holiday season is indeed here. Well, you know, I thought this one was going to be a quick one today, but it was a good conversation. And you can go to that website, movebr.net, to make up your own mind about this. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I think turnout is likely to be low that day. I mean, you're talking about December 8th. There aren't a whole lot of high what would you say, controversial or high attention-grabbing items on that, on that ballot, even though you know, you've got this mental health facility that's on there. I think it's something that we really have to take a look at. But this, this road tax, I think, just because of where we are in time, is going to be a tough sell on some voters. It's a big project. And as Adam said, the money, all of it is dedicated, but you're talking about a billion dollars 
and it's going to go through 2049. And if you listen to his numbers, you see how it works. And I guess the question will be, do people want to do this now? Because whether or not we should do something, I don't really think is a serious question. I mean, look at the roads around here. If you move through Baton Rouge from other places, you know how bad it is. I dread it. And like I was talking about, I'm all over Louisiana visiting clients regularly. So I spend a lot of time on the interstate. And then in some cities, if you're moving through Lafayette, they've got that problem, quote unquote. I won't won't even say a problem. They've got the issue of the swelling population because they are a college town and you know, more people are moving to that area. And as I talked about in Shreveport, same thing. And so I think Baton Rouge, because it's the hub for so many things, should really look at making our traffic situation more efficient. And so we'll see what happens. And at, at, as Adam and I were just talking about after the interview, we'll get him back after the vote happens to talk about what goes on next. All right, it's been great having you here. And next week, We're going to talk about the legal system and what's happening with criminal justice and criminal justice reform, not just in Louisiana, but around the country. And so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be episode 184 of The Clay Young Show right here on podcast225.com. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.